0: This podcast contains swearing, drinking, lame dad jokes, descriptions of gross body problems, and lots of history. Consider yourself warned.
1: Bullying gingers is a long-standing tradition.
0: to Monarchs and Malarkey, the show where we take an alcohol-laden dive into the weird and quirky health histories and deaths of leaders throughout time. I'm your host, Danielle.
1: And I'm your co-host, Mike.
0: And tonight, we are talking about somebody who died in a forest, so we are drinking Angry Orchard hard cider.
1: I really like this one.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Just sweet enough. Not bad.
1: And the trees, they look like... What are the names of those angry ants?
0: Hughorns? Are you talking about Hughorns? They're not exactly angry ants. No they look more to me like the werewood the werewood
1: trees. From Game of Thrones? Game of
0: Thrones yeah.
1: Because the face in the them? The heart trees yeah. But it looks pissed off.
0: Have you seen the ones in Game of Thrones? They don't look happy.
1: They usually are like crying blood.
0: Yeah well and if you read the books it does describe some of them as being pretty creepy. But whatever the case may be that's what we're drinking. Sláinte.
1: Today we are talking about william the second otherwise known as rufus and i
0: just can't with that name rufus rufus there's only ever been one good rufus yes in bill and ted's excellent adventure
1: played by george carlin
0: man it stinks to no end that he can't be in the new movie because well he's like dead and stuff
1: it's hard to be in a movie when you're dead it does happen on occasion though i
0: know i'm super sad
1: but I'll re- keep referring to him as Rufus just to avoid some confusion, to distinguish him from his father, William I, or William the Conqueror. Rufus was a ginger born ten...
0: <laughs> like, it's really important we maintain that he was a ginger. This is really important the- to the story, except it's totally not.
1: He was the first ginger king of England.
0: No, he wasn't. You made that
1: up. Edward wasn't a ginger. How do you know? Because he wasn't described as one.
0: That doesn't mean he wasn't.
1: William wasn't a ginger.
0: A lot of the Danish kings, like Knut, he he's was the a first, redhead.
1: He's the first confirmed ginger that I've run into.
0: He was also called William the Red.
1: Because he was a because ginger. Because he was a ginger. Yeah. 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 So he was the son of William the Conqueror and Matilda of Flanders. And he has two brothers, Robert and Henry. Upon the death of his father, William the Conqueror, in 1087, the second son, Rufus, was declared king of England, while his older brother, Robert, was named the Duke of Normandy, and the youngest son, Henry, was given 5,000 pounds. Oh, jeez. I know, talk about an inheritance, right?
0: Well, but you know what, though? 5,000 pounds back then was a lot of money.
1: It was a lot of money. It was a
0: lot, a lot of money. I would
1: like 5,000 pounds. And
0: I would rather not be king because they don't come to a good end a lot of the time.
1: A lot of the times, no. Oh. They don't last very long. But
0: he was still pissed.
1: Oh yeah, Henry was pissed.
0: Robert got a pretty good deal, though. It's much better to be the, the Duke of Normandy than to be the king at this point.
1: Yeah, you're a lot more secure in your position, and you don't have as big of a target on your back.
0: And Normandy's not a bad place. Normandy's not a bad place. Yeah. So, has But nice, he was
1: pissed, too. Has some nice beaches.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. Oh, Michael, that's not okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can't say that.
1: None of the brothers were happy about this arrangement rufus was crowned king in 1087 at the age of 31 and he wanted to rule normandy as well as england but not everyone supported his claim to the throne and not many people wanted him to be king of both areas many of the norman barons in england wanted the eldest brother richard to rule robert. instead robert yeah. in 1088 the Odo of Bayou.
0: He was the half-brother of William the Conqueror.
1: Raised a rebellion in eastern England. So Rufus needed to bring the rest of the English to his side. And in order to do this, he promised to cut taxes and run an efficient government. And it was successful. They were able to quash the rebellion and they all then supported... Rufus.
0: And they all lived happily ever after, and nobody died or fought ever, ever again. The end. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, this is British history. Uh, This is British history of British people who were French. So, just saying. a lot of other things. Big mess, yeah.
1: But Rufus never kept those promises. Shock. Total shock.
0: It's like he's keeping up this tradition.
1: He's setting this precedence.
0: No, he's not Harold did.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah (laughs) Yeah. We're not very far into history and we've already run into two kings that (laughs) promised to make back to back. Promised lower taxes and didn't.
0: Liar liar
1: Totes liars. So because he didn't keep those promises, it led to a second rebellion, led by Robert de Mowberry, who was the Earl of Northumberland in 1095
0: northumberland is really high up north starting in england and going up towards edinburgh in scotland
1: so pretty far north about as north as you can go
0: no it isn't are you kidding me edinburgh's south of scotland there's still a lot more scotland
1: i barely know u.s geography
0: (laughs) i know i know but Still pretty far up there, but just not, a Scotsman would be pretty mad if they heard you say that, so.
1: I'm sorry, Scotsman. (laughs) Going up. There was the second rebellion, and Rufus was able to quash this one as well. And Rufus brutally punished the ringleaders to such an extent that no one would dare to rise up against them again.
0: Were you able to find out how he did it?
1: Yes, I was. I did some research into it. Because when you get a claim like that, with the history of that the English have of nefarious torture devices and ways of killing people that they come up with.
0: You knew it would be juicy?
1: I knew it would be juicy. All
0: right, lay it on me. Let's do this.
1: So Mowbray himself, are you ready for this? Yes. He was put in prison for 30 years. That's it? Yeah. And then he became a monk and then died.
0: Okay, that's lame, because prisons for nobles were usually not that bad.
1: Right. They're like prisons for rich people.
0: Yeah, but still 30 years, that would, that would be pretty awful.
1: I think Martha Stewart could have done 30 years. She would have came out pretty, pretty fine.
0: I mean, that prison would have been a whole new place. It would have been beautiful.: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so then he became a monk and died. So <laughs> because
0: he became a monk
1: maybe (laughs) then there was william of Aldre, and he was condemned to death by hanging
0: okay see that's a little worse
1: but that's a little worse but it's not the juicy torturing uh being drawn and quartered
0: i know but i'm kind of thinking i would almost rather be hanged than put in prison for 30 years honestly so it's not it's not that bad. I would definitely rather be hanged than become a monk. Yeah. That whole chastity thing, man. Uh-uh. Nope.
1: No. Nope. Definitely Mm-mm. not. And then there was William of you and he was castrated and blinded.
0: Oh. Oh, that's bad.
1: Yeah. Oh god. That that's I think that's the worst one.
0: Ha. Ha. I don't have anything to castrate and and I'm hurting.
1: And you go blind too. Oh. oh. They didn't have seeing eye dogs back then.
0: No. God. All right. That's harsh.
1: So during this time, Rufus, uh, from 1089 through 1096, Rufus was also continuing to wage war against his older brother Robert for control of Normandy. And in 1096, Rufus won. And Robert. <laughs> Is that the same kazoo?
0: No, actually, it's a new one. See, it's red. The last one was yellow.
1: Because of Ginger Rufus.
0: Yes. That's, yeah. it, it's not because I lost the yellow one. It's because it's Rufus the Red. Yes.
1: We haven't had the kazoos that long, and you've already lost one.
0: I've lost two. You've lost two. I can't find either of the yellow ones. My choir's not going so well. <laughs> 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 this is my life. All right. This is
1: why we can't have nice things.
0: I'm not going to argue with that
1: logic, actually. So, Robert lost and the ginger won, and Robert decided to go and fight in a crusade and mortgage the kingdom of Normandy to Rufus. So,
0: it was actually, fun fact, it was the first crusade.
1: Do you want to tell us a little bit about the crusades?
0: No, because I'm going to do that later.
1: Okay. So Rufus himself never took a wife or mistress and never fathered any children.
0: It was actually rumored he was possibly gay. There are quite a few different historians I came across who speculated that, and it's possible. And if that is the case, then kudos to him for living his authentic self, even if it was still quiet, by not marrying when that was the expected thing to do, not Mm -hmm. marrying a woman. So, possible.
1: Yeah, very possible. And some sources that I found openly stated, yeah, he was a homosexual. Mm -hmm. And others didn't even mention anything about it.
0: Well, I think a lot of that comes from who's writing it. Yeah. There's this cover your own ass type of mindset. We get that, so we use a book a lot called The Death of Kings by a royal surgeon from the UK. And to be honest, A lot of his diagnoses and the way he describes things I disagree with because I think he's playing the cover my ass because I was an extension. I was in service of the royal family and I I need to be careful about what I say. And it's going to be like that. Some of the stuff I'm going to talk about later in this episode actually is kind of the same thing.
1: And other historians are like, I don't give a shit.
0: Right. Yep.
1: So I'm going to say what I want.
0: I'm going to say the real thing because I'm not worried about getting
1: in trouble. Why don't you tell us about the events that led up to Rufus's demise?
0: <laughs> led up to it? So this rebellion stuff is going on and his brother Henry really, really wanted the throne. He was super pissed about just, and I put that in air quotes, just getting the 5,000 pounds.
1: I mean, that wouldn't even pay off student loans.
0: I mean, in today's money, it definitely would and then some, but if it was just $5,000, then no. Or 5,000 pounds, which would be like $7,500, $8,000, something like that. William and Rufus are fighting back and forth, and things get cleared. And one day, William's being a grumpy ass, and people want to go hunting, and he's like, nah, I don't want to. But then that afternoon, he decides, okay, fine, I'll go hunting. And on the 2nd August, 1100, in a place near Brockenhurst, England, He went hunting, but it was really strange because they went in two different parties and he only took one servant with him. That was really weird. And the servant was a man known as Walter Tyrell or Tyrell. Well, he wasn't really a servant. He was a nobleman, but it was, he was still attending the king. His body, he just kind of disappeared. And then randomly his body is found by the rest of his party and they leave it there. They just left it there.
1: So they go off hunting. The king is in a separate party with one other person. They don't find him for a while. They're searching for him. They eventually come upon him and, and say, And there he is with ah, an arrow in his dead. chest.
0: Yeah. Well, and they just leave
1: him. Okay. Well, guys, let's go home.
0: Because, you know, that. do they want white walkers? Because that's how you get white walkers. That is
1: exactly how you get white like, walkers. Like, this
0: is not a good idea, guys. Ugh, in but, haunted
1: forests, uh, that's how to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they see he's got an arrow in his chest, and they're like, What whatevs, and they go no back. No big deal. No, no biggie. Our, no our biggie. king is dead. Whatever. And so they go back. A bunch of peasants found it later, and allegedly they and some countrymen took the body to Winchester Cathedral. Here are some weird things about it. First and foremost, Henry ends up getting himself coronated as king within days of this happening. Like, 24 hours later he's getting crowned as king he was already on his way to get that done while rufus's or william's body was being discovered
1: which is kind of suspect like okay henry how did you know he was already dead
0: evidence suggests that henry put this all into motion way early in advance
1: are you saying that henry plotted to assassinate his own brother
0: oh yeah that's exactly what i'm saying okay yeah Walter Tyrell or Tyrell disappeared. He fled. He just took off for France and never came back.
1: He didn't go and tell anyone, hey, the king's been injured or he was accidentally shot. I had nothing to do with it. He just noped straight out of England to France.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now here's some really weird things about it. Besides that, Walter Tyrell was an excellent bowman. There is just really not much of a chance that it went the way I'm about to describe. So I found two different documents about what happened. One of them was written in 1200, so this was, long, this was 100 years after the fact. Probably not going to be very accurate, and you still have Normans on the throne, so you have to be really careful about what you say. When a great stag passed before him, the king shouted to Walter Tyrell a knight, Shoot, damn you! The shaft flew, and glancing off a tree pierced the king full in the heart, so that he instantly dropped dead. And that's from Matthew Paris's Chronica Maiora or Maiora, which is basically a book about the way people died. <laughs> so there's that. Then the next part's from an author who was writing between well, he was alive between ten eighty and eleven forty-three, so much more contemporary. He was writing this shortly after the fact and This is where I say, again, it's the cover your own ass technique. You have to be very careful about what you say. He says, thinking to bring down another stag which chanced to pass by, the headstrong and reckless Walter pierced the royal bosom with a fatal arrow, which, by the way, was not an arrow the way we think of it. It was a bolt, but they still called them arrows. The smitten king uttered no sound, but breaking off as much of the shaft as struck out of his body, forthwith, fell on his wound, and so hastened his death. Now, this is interesting because he claims that a shaft broke, which would happen from an arrow, but then all my other sources said that it was a bolt and not an arrow.
1: And they, in the earlier description, it said that they found the king with the arrow sticking out of his chest.
0: Right. Which sounds
1: like the shaft was still intact.
0: Right. Two different accounts, both claiming that, one claiming it was an accident, and then one claiming it, bounced off of a tree
1: which is also kind of an accident but
0: it didn't happen and i'll tell you why so i did some research into the physics of this
1: yeah how does an arrow bounce off of a tree
0: it can bounce off i actually watched a video earlier of an arrow bouncing off of a concrete building and shooting straight back and actually hitting the bow but The problem here is that...
1: that's a concrete building. That's not a tree. It's
0: not a tree. It's not impossible for it to bounce off the tree. What's going to happen, though, is the object it's hitting is going to absorb most of that kinetic energy. So even if it does ricochet off, it's not going to do so with enough force to pierce through somebody's body into their heart, especially considering the fact that you have to get through the ribs. If it's ricocheting off something, it's not going to get through those ribs. There's just... It's basically impossible. So that's not what happened uh, the other account claims that it was an accident but Tyrell was such an excellent bowman I find that completely erroneous and, and implausible so Bullshit. right so it's kind of a weird thing though this idea that Henry planned this out because William and Robert were going back and forth they were on the brink of war again so what would be the point it would be better to let them hash it out and let one of them Lose, so then you're only contending with one brother because there's no guarantee that Henry's not going to have to contend with Robert too.
1: Right, because Robert is the older brother. He has the stronger claim to the throne.
0: Well, kind of. It wasn't by oldest and youngest at this point. We've seen several times where that doesn't play out, and we see that several more times coming up. But he still has a claim, and so it's better to let the two of them beat each other up and hash it out and then go in And take over because both sets of soldiers are going to be, both militaries are going to be super exhausted from the fighting, both going to be depleted, and hopefully, in their eyes, one of the brothers is going to be dead. So it's kind of strange. On the other hand, William was not liked by basically anybody. It's entirely possible that the barons had him offed. That the nobles and the barons were like, "We can't, we can't handle this anymore." Walter, you're so good at this. Take the king out and
1: shoot him. Or maybe Walter was just pissed off at him.
0: Yeah. But again, though, Henry goes straight to Winchester and is crowned within a matter of days. So who knows? But this is how not liked William II, Rufus, whatever you want to call him. This is how unliked he was. His remains are scattered. They're in a bunch of different royal mortuary chests at Winchester Cathedral, which is kind of weird because... These chests have remains of other people too, but somehow scholars know his head is missing. Kind of odd because there's no way to know which one is William of all those bones. Even if you tried to articulate them and put them all back together, which you can do. Bioarchaeologists, forensic anthropologists, they're very good at that kind of thing. But even if you put all those remains back together and articulate them, there's no way to know which one's William. So somehow though, it said his head is missing.
1: It's like my old boxes of Lego pieces when I was a kid. I just take the sets apart, throw them all in the box. I don't know what belongs to what.
0: Yeah, but other people do, and so they can put them back together. But there's just no way to say who it is. So that's the story of William and his mysterious death. Terrell went on to uh, go live a really great life. (laughs) So he did join a crusade to go to Jerusalem after he left. And it said that it was a penance he opposed upon himself for his involuntary crime. Maybe he felt bad about it, but I suspect he was just running away.
1: So he did the equivalent of taking the black and went and fought in a crusade.
0: Yeah, he went to f- fight the wildlings, but who are didn't... actually just nice, normal people like him. But so.
1: he didn't tell anybody about it. He just went He just went
0: and did it. Yeah, that is the story of William II. So we'll be talking about Henry the first next time. If you want to give us an email and let us know of a leader you want us to hit on at some point, who has a really weird, quirky story to tell about their death or their health or both, you can email us at monarchsandmalarkey, all one word, A-N-D, at gmail.com. We are on social media. Our Twitter handle is at monarchmalarkey. We're on Facebook, monarchs monarchsampersandmalarkey. And special thanks to Mark Gelter for the artwork and Jay Gelter for the music. Thanks for listening.